welcome back to Trip Talk Tech. Your host Keith Trip. We have a special show for you today. Honestly, if 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 I'm being all the way authentic, we got ghost status with us today. Now, let me tell y'all why I'm so geeked about our guest today. You know, it's not really because you know he's not ghost status because he entering his third season at University of Rhode Island amassing 42 wins in his his early three season tenure there as an assistant men's basketball coach not because of that you know our coach isn't goat status because he's completed 13 successful seasons of coaching at the division one collegiate level men's basketball level including stops at old dominion james madison george washington georgetown not because of that though i'll i'll guess you know his high school coaching career would make most coaches head spin with a career record of 489 and 102, winning two national championships at the high school level, helping over 130 student athletes to get scholarships and chase their dreams to play the game of basketball. But that's not even why he's gold status. It's not even the fact that he's been an assistant and the men's head basketball coach for the USA Development 16U teams year over year. I think in 2011, Nike Global Camp Challenge, head coach, coaching the likes of Quinn Cook, Anthony Davis, Rasheen Christmas. And you got the Quinn Cooks. You got, you, you, you got them all. And he coached Brad Bill in that game. And that was before he was Bradley Bill. <laughs> <laughs> And don't get it twisted, y'all. Coach got some game himself. Coach, coach put some work in the DMV area, and he did some work over at James Madison. But it's not even because of that. It's not even because of his 35 years of coaching experience that I'm hyped up about today. Why I'm hyped up about today is because I know that our guest today after you leave this show, you're going to walk away a better person. I know, and I can almost guarantee, Coach is going to say something today that's going to impact your life in a way that you're going to leave with some pearls of wisdom that you didn't come here with. Hey, it's my pleasure, without further ado, to welcome the man, the guy, DMV's own, Coach Kevin Sutton. How you doing, man? Oh, Keith, I'm blessed, man. Thanks so much uh, uh, for having me on. I was listening to that intro and I had to look around and see if it was somebody else she was talking about, man. But I, I <laughs> we do our research. We do our research around here, coach. Well, first of all, how how you doing, man? How leave tre- life treating you out in Rhode Island? I, I see a snowstorm out back. <laughs> yeah, you know, uh, the first snowstorm of the year, and uh, you know we probably got more snow uh, yesterday than we did of all of the last year. But it was uh, one that we we needed, and uh, so I'm I'm living a, a blessed life. Uh, you know, I'm a blessed man. You know, my family is all coming in town, for, you know, for Christmas. Uh, uh, my wife and my youngest daughter, who are here, you know, we just live live a, a blessed life. So thanks so much for asking. Hey man, no problem. Hey. And I know you mentioned family, but uh, I'm sure coaching right now isn't the easiest right now going on with pandemic and everything like that. How's how's the team holding up? Like, how are you holding up? 
Um, you know what? Uh, I'll first, you know, dive into the team. Um, you know, right now our team is, you know, knock on wood, is doing really, really well. Um, and primarily because of uh, of our head coach, um, David Cox, who's, uh, you know, from the D.C. area. Um, and but he's you know what, Keith, he's doing a, such a tremendous job of being our leader. He's been so much of our leader uh, more than he's been a head coach. And what you're seeing and what I'm seeing right now, and there's a huge difference between a leader and a head coach. And what we're, what you and I both are seeing is just seeing some coach, some coaches that want to just coach their team and make sure that they're prepared to win a game. But mm-hmm. Coach Fox has been, you know, uh, a leader. He's led our program through through uh, going all the way back when this pandemic first started. You know, he's been our leader. He's he's been more concerned about the health and mental health and well-being of our student athletes and our staff more than even uh, winning games. Um, so, you know, we're doing really, really well. Knock on wood, we play a very good a Davidson team tonight, opening up league play. Uh, but our team is doing well. Um, so I'm really pleased to be on a staff where we have a, a, a leader and not just a head coach. And right now exactly. in our country and in this world, uh, what we need is leaders. We, we, sure. we don't need people who, are, who have that position, um, but we need people who are actually out there leading. And, you know, so coaching right now is, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a lot different than it's ever been. Mm-hmm. But that's where good leadership comes in. Uh, and right now, David Cox is a tremendous leader. That's what's up. Now, let me go on record. I want to be the first to say you guys and uh, our entertainment, you know, watching sports and, and getting through the pandemic. I want to put a checkbox. I don't know if I can vote for this after the fact, but you guys are, 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 are critical employees. <laughs> you know what? It's, it's funny because I had a conversation with one of my guys the other day, and I said, uh, "I guess this, this this makes us the essential workers." Yes, man. Hey, look, y'all should get some hazard pay because I was going crazy when all that, them sports was canceled. <laughs> yeah, it, but it's interesting though. Uh, right, we are the, the essential workers right now, and uh, so it's an interesting time. It goes back to your point about coaching. You know, yeah. and the one thing that I say all the time, Keith, is, you know, everybody should, uh, you know, love the game, but they also have to understand um, that it is a business. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and that's and that's a truism. I mean, that's just, just a fact. You know, this is a game that we all have, you know, grown to love. But, mm-hmm. you know, now we're seeing even more so, especially here at the collegiate level, that it's a business. So oh, we, have to, we have to respect it as such. You know, mm-hmm. not only as adults, but you know, we have to understand that the 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 student athlete in uh, now and now in 2020 mm-hmm. has just become an essential employee, <laughs> and we need to stop getting it twisted. So, exactly, has it paid? Get them some mental health pay, right? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> one one thing you 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 said in there, uh, things are changing rapidly in college basketball. And one thing I read, I think the other day, they they opened up the transfer rule. So I'm sure that's about to get real crazy, huh? Yeah, absolutely. Um, just yesterday, they voted, and uh, the NCAA, they being the NCAA, just voted that all transfers are immediately eligible. Um, and you being in the business, and me being in this business, know that uh, now that's the equivalent of uh, free agency <laughs> at the college level. college level, the version of free agency. You know, yeah. Uh, so um, yeah. You know, uh, it, it's um, it's going to make things different. Uh, I, I really personally feel for the high school student athletes uh, in the class of 20, uh, 2021 
2022, uh, because the class of 2021 has never been uh, evaluated in person by us, uh, you know, college uh, college coaches, and so it makes for a uh, very very difficult um, way of, of evaluating because you're not truly getting an accurate evaluation. And uh, and here on your show, you, we're going to talk about the technological piece. Uh, now that's become even more prevalent um, of watching more tape. Um, uh, of the student athletes that we have to recruit. Um, so with the transfer rule, that just makes it so much, so much difficult, uh, so much more difficult because now, um, you know, immediate transfers from the collegiate level, kids get another year uh, that just pushes down the evaluations of the class of 2021, class of 2022, you know, even further down. So yeah, it, it's, it's uh, an interesting time that we, we having right now in college athletics, especially in basketball. You know what, since you touched on it, let's stay there. The uh, from the recruiting piece for those kids and, and that's that's one of the groups, you know, I wanted when I had in mind doing this show, that's what I had in mind. These twenty twenty kids, twenty twenty one kids, I know they chomping at the bit, right? They've been working all their lives and now I'm this, you know, what is my next step? How do I get myself out there? How do I get a coach like yourself to be able to see my game and not just a couple highlight flicks? Yeah, you know what? That's 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 really smart. Uh, um, I, I think that Keith, that, that the ones that are are going to be uh, most successful in this and, and and throughout this whole pandemic are the intrinsically motivated people. Uh, this 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 age group that we're just talking about, the class of 20, uh, 2020 and the class of twenty twenty one and mm-hmm. twenty twenty two, um, they're going to have to be you know technologically savvy. Um, they're going to have to spend more time. Um, putting together uh, videos that are, are of substance. They already know how to use technology way more than, <laughs> way better than I do. Let me just say that. But right. um, so they're going to have to you know, learn how to brand themselves and start to market themselves in such a way that uh, it, it sparks interest. Gotcha. Um, so, and then they're going to have to work with uh, their high school coaches and, and be more diligent about putting out, uh, again, uh, videos and, and information that is of, uh, of substance. And, and even more so, I, I would highly suggest to, the, to, to the, the kids in high school is to be really careful about how they use social media. Because now, um, with not having the opportunity to go out, we are really totally researching all of social media, you know, uh, to find out about these, 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 these student athletes, you know, because how I recruit, um, you know, their talent is one thing. You know, mm-hmm. but I, I got to find out, you know, it, it, does he treat the lady in the lunchroom the same way, you know, he treats, you know, uh, his guidance counselor. The same yeah, the character piece is really, really, mm-hmm. really important. So um, one way you do that is you search their social media. <laughs> you know, they put it out there, right? You know, hey, look. So, kids, be careful. Stop. And, and, and also, with that, what you see in that is what you're saying, Coach. Even if a kid, if I have a kid out there who is a great kid, but he's trying to fit in, mm-hmm. and then his social media is saying fit in, you yes. just passed on that kid because of his. That's not even him. It, it, it's too risky for 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 me to, uh, you know jump two feet in and, and start to recruit this, you know, this, this young man, you know, and, and get all excited and get my boss excited. And you, and you know how that happens when you, so you got to be really careful uh, that way. So I, I would highly recommend to, to, to the student athletes to be really careful of what they put out on social media, make sure you put out substantive uh, content that's going to put you, put them in their best light because that's, that's what we have right now. Cause since we cannot go out and physically see, 
see them. And then also, you know, be, be a person who, who's, who's a, a man of character and not a person who is a character. So. <laughs> good point. Good point. Now, one thing you kept saying and, and which you're looking for, say, online or with the technology piece is substance. What's a video of substance? Can you define that for the, the student athlete? Yeah, I mean, you know, when when they send out a highlight tape, you know, it's just that it, it's a highlight. You know, it's showing all the things that they do well. Um, so I would recommend, you know, sending out uh, along with the highlights, sending out, you know, full games that with clarity. You know, um, when you when they play in these events, make sure that that the streaming is good. Make sure that you know it, it, everything is of quality because you, you, you they're making an impression. You know, Keith, that's, that's, that's their first impression, you know, and, and sometimes things are out of their con control, uh, you know, when they play in some of these events and, and they show up with black jerseys and the other team shows up with black jerseys, you know, and then they still show that game. That's, you know, that's, that's difficult to watch, you know, um, you know, so you want to always try to put your best foot forward, you know, when you want to make sure you check and recheck and double check, triple check and have other eyes, you know, checking it because you always want to put your best foot forward and you want to put out quality content. Um, gotcha. So, you know, not along, not, not uh, along with the highlight tapes, we'll put out, you know, you know, full game tapes um, or and, and show give us access to you know, full game tapes. Okay. And also just, you know, do things that's going to be different that puts you in, in, in a, in a light conversation. That, yeah. puts you in a conversation that, that, that moves you from, you know, the bottom of the pile of, 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 of recruits to the top of the pile, you know, gotcha. You know, I, I, I would recommend if I was still a, you know, a, a high school coach, you know, um, that I would make sure that my student athletes are, are shown, you know, not only working in the community, you know, mm -hmm. but also, you know, uh, doing, you know, community service, you know, events, you know, and just try to show who they who they totally are as a person, you know, um, not just a, a one dimensional, just try to show how they're multidimensional and some of the other interests that they have. Some of them, some of these kids are unbelievable musicians. You know, some of these kids are you know, like you said, technologically savvy and they, they know what they're doing, you know, uh -huh. so why not showcase those talents as, as well? Um, and some of these kids are doing some phenomenal things in their communities, you know, uh, where they live right now and in, in the, the larger community abroad. Why not showcase that? If you're trying to market yourself and trying to brand yourself, wouldn't, wouldn't you do that? I know you yeah, would. Yeah, definitely. Exactly. And, and like you said, it, um, it was it was almost like when my son was coming up or when you, we were coaching kids, it, it was be more than a basketball player. You know, that's not your identity. That's what you do. That's the thing you do. Not don't be a basketball player. Basketball players have a life. They have a, a end date on their, their life shelf, you know, so they have a shelf life. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, there you go. Shelf life. <laughs> So, so, Coach, you said one thing earlier, and, and really the, the driving force for me really wanting to get you on the show, um, you, you touched on leadership. And for me, that, and, and for the audience, you know, that's, that's my tie-in between basketball and technology for today. And that was from a leadership standpoint, because me uh, leading an IT organization, I felt like a lot of the tools that I got or a lot of the the background umph that I got came from the game of basketball or, or from back when I used to coach AAU or, or coach the youth coming up. And that link is kind of where you came in. Um, let me let me explain my relationship, guys, to coach so you just understand what kind of man he is. Now, I don't know him like an everyday friend, like, hey, I've known him since back in the day or whatever. I've, I met this guy recruiting my son 
probably in 2013. He, uh, we had a common commonality. His son is named Isaiah, so it's mine. And uh, that, that kind of linked us up. But we going back and forth in emails, maybe three months, 90-day recruiting period. Uh, met one time on a recruiting trip. I think you had Joe McDonald there. Uh, he was probably your top recruit, was a great player. Yeah. Um, so, and I say that, not, not to disrespect my own son, but to just say what type of person he is. So my son wasn't necessarily the top recruit there. But we, 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 we came in, met this guy, great man. And when I left, he, he, you left me with a scripture. And you left my son with the same scripture. And it was Luke 12, 48. To whom much is given, much more is expected. And when I left you, I internalized that. Um, outside of basketball for my son or, or that rap race or trying to find a D1 scholarship, I, I look back at my life <laughs> and what I was doing at that time, um, the team that I was leading, and I had to look at that, you know. It wasn't just about being a boss and lording over people more so than it was about leadership. And you've been given a great responsibility. What are you going to do with it? And and taking that and internalizing and then looking at how I was managing or leading. Actually, I think that was a transition. When I really looked at, at the time when I got it, I was managing. But after it was about leading and leading is about service and leading is about doing for others so that they develop more so than necessarily your gains right away or your gains tomorrow or my paycheck or more people to manage. You know, it, 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 I realized it, it wasn't about that. And and again, I thank you. Like I said, we we made a relationship from that point on to now. (laughs) Based off of that, again, one little pearl of wisdom. I don't even know if you knew it went that deep. But again, I think, and like I told you before we started, once I got that, it just made me to kind of kind of focus a little bit more into you and some of your, your your leadership qualities and some of the things that you put out there and. I just know this is some dimes that, that can help other people. So I just wanted to talk to you, I think, again, in IT and leadership, and I think leadership across, I mean, whether it's IT or any business, I think this is useful information. But uh, as a Division One basketball coach, like, how do you see your role as a leader? Or I, mean, I know you talked about Coach Dave Cox as a leader. Do you see yourself in that, that same position as a coach? Yeah, you know what, Keith, uh, uh, first and foremost, thank you for, for, for that. Um, but yeah, I do see myself as a leader, and and I learned that you know a long time ago. I was you know I've always been a captain of my team, you know, but that's a title. And mm-hmm. um, but even when I wasn't uh, the given the title of captain of my team, um, I still carried myself in such a way uh, as a leader. Um, mm-hmm. Because a captain, like you said, is a title, and like we said, is a title. It, you know, but I wanted to be more than just a title. Um, you know, and I think that, you know, leadership is such a way it, you, you could be a, a, a leader without having to ever have the title uh, of captain, boss or whatever. Um, and so I've always carried my life that way. And I had, um, you know, back to scripture. Um, I'm a scripture based person. And when I came across that passage, my grandmother had told me that, you know, years and years and years. And, and so had my dad. And um, but, you know, sometimes when you're a kid, you, the information goes in this left. <laughs> and then it, it later on, but it seeped in. And, and I remember coming across that Bible passage when I first got into coaching, you know, mm-hmm. uh, 
and and I read it and it just resonated with me. Um, and I really understood at that point to in order to be a as good a coach as I possibly could could be and wanted to be, mm-hmm. that I wanted to be more than that. And now and it had to start with servant leadership. Mm-hmm. And, uh, um, because also in the Bible it says the greatest among us became servant to all. And those two go hand in hand for me. Um, from that point on, I started to uh, do a lot of introspection to, to define who I wanted to be as a coach. And I knew that leadership was the, the foundational piece. Mm-hmm. I've always taken a holistic approach, you know, to to development with any program that I've been a part of, you know. And so um, right here at Rhode Island, I'm just trying to bloom where I planted. I'm trying to be a great assistant coach, you know, for for David, you know, David Cox and try to help him, you know, build a program he wants. And, and I'm also trying to service the young men that I serve um, uh, as as a leader, as a role model. I take all those responsibilities very seriously because I have been blessed, um, you know, in my life and in my coaching career to uh, have accomplished a great deal. Um, yes. So yep. the responsibility that I have, I, I call it the handshake with God, you know, <laughs> is, uh, the responsibility that I have is to now um, turn and pour into the young men and the people, the, the yep. people, yep. Not, just, not just not just the, the, the people on my, not just the young men on my team, but any person that I come in contact with um, and that listens to, to something that I have to say or read something that I wrote or calls me up and we have, you know, conversation, you know, I have a responsibility to tell them, you know, some of the things that, that I've experienced. And then it's up to them. Like, like for me and the conversation that you and I had, um, that was placed on my heart to share with you on that day. Did I know that it would resonate and, and have an impact on you? Uh, no, I didn't. Um, but it was, and even if I did know it was going to have an impact on you, um, it wasn't about me anyway. It was for you. Um, Appreciate so, that. That, uh, uh, that that being a leader is uh, like a handshake, you know, part of the handshake deal with God. You know, <laughs> with our God, you know, uh, to have the possibility to impact as many people as we possibly can, and that's that's what must be my life mission. You know, if anybody ever asked me what my mission, you know, statement is, is to impact as many lives as I can through this game of basketball with the platform that I have as a coach uh, to create living trophies. Yeah, we we gonna get into those living trophies a little a little later because that's that's your thing too. But uh, from a, a leadership fellowship, I've, I've heard you you talk about that. Uh, can you can you share that just briefly, kind of with the audience, what that means to you, and, and again, any future leaders out there if they might can get some some nuggets on that. Yeah, you know, absolutely. Uh, I, well, first and foremost, leadership and fellowship go hand in hand. Uh, we, we everybody in the, the buzzword in, in, in all industries now is buy in. You know, mm-hmm. we got to get buy in. We got to get buy in. You got to get the players to buy in. You know, you got to get your the people who are, you know, yeah, you got to get your team to buy in. But I, I'm a firm believer that you got to get them to believe in. You know, if you get them to believe in you, um, if you impact their heart, then you can reach their minds. And if you get them to believe in you, okay, then they're more readily able and willing to buy in. So leadership and fellowship, uh, you know, go hand in hand. And the one thing that uh, that I've learned over the years is that when we take a vested interest in the people that, that we serve and we learn about them as people, 
and what makes them work and what motivates them and how they learn. So you take a vested interest in them um, and you show, you know, concern and you use your emotional intelligence, then you, you're creating opportunities to, for them to believe in you. Okay. And then once they start to believe in you, then they'll start to buy into the, uh, what, what you as a leader, and then they're more readily able to follow. And I'll give you an example real, real briefly, um, you know, from a basketball perspective, um, all coaches, you know, we take our best player, we put them in the front of the line, okay, on every drill, okay, and we expect them to, you know, to do the drill right. I just put a lot of pressure on that, on that young, one that, kid. Young, that one person, you know, to make sure, okay. But you know, uh, where the fallowship piece comes in is like I, I, I try to rotate the leaders of my drills every time, you know. And here's how, you know, so if I put Keith at the front of the line for drill number one, I do all my teaching points through Keith. And then next uh, drill number two, I'll say, Kevin, you take the take the lead. And now Keith now moves from a leadership like to the end of the line. Okay, so now he has to learn how to follow. Because at some point when they, and I use this in high school because I would have tremendous leaders and they were seniors and then they would go on to college. And then that transition between their senior year of high school and their freshman right. year of college, they went from the top of the total pole to now to the bottom of the total pole. <laughs> and some of them struggled. Mentally they, with that, yeah. They, yeah. they struggled because they were, you know, they struggled the big because they were leaders. And now that they, they got to learn how to be a servant. You know, mm-hmm. they got to learn how to be a follow, you know, a follower. And so leadership and followership is important, you know. Um, and, and you notice to be true when uh, when the birds fly south, they fly in a V formation. And then the one person that's at the point of the V, yeah, everybody is talking to him, talking to him. And then eventually he doesn't take the trips from Rhode Island to Florida. He he's, he moves, he takes some he, of that wind. He gets tired, he cycles to the back of the line and then they move somebody else up. Okay. So now when he's moved to the back of the line, his voice has to be even louder because he was just in the lead and everybody was encouraging him to keep flapping, keep flapping, keep flapping. You just don't get to go to the back of the line and be quiet. Now you got to be even more of a leader. You know, and I think you, you, it's a really important that leadership and followership go hand in hand and uh, people keep them both in their proper perspective then you have something that could be really, really special. True. And, and one thing you mentioned in there that I, I think uh, another thing I learned from basketball that, that transitioned over into corporate America was relationships, genuine relationships. Um, how do you feel about that? I know I know for me, um, even like I said, in recruiting, we weren't necessarily on the top of the board, but I think our relationship, even I mean, now with this conversation is authentic. Like, how do you you know, how do you how do you think that works? Well, the relationship-based business. Um, I, I've always been that type of person to, uh, to to be able to to relate with a lot of different people on a lot of different levels, and mm-hmm. uh, and I really do take a great deal of pride of that. Now, um, when I was younger, I didn't I didn't know what it was. <laughs> I just knew just cool with everybody. Huh? Yeah, you know, <laughs> you know, now they got fancy names for it. You know, and all that. Just, but, um, you know, it's a relationship-based business, and the one thing that I've learned through this business is just if you are a prime example of it. Okay. Um, is to be, you know, as as honest and transparent and authentic as you possibly can, and you know, uh, and, and be truthful, you know. And so, throughout the whole process, you knew where that I was being honest and being truthful. Okay, and you know, if I lose a recruit, I'm going to be the first one. As disappointed as I am, I'm still going to calm those emotions and tell, you know, the student athlete, I wish them the best of luck, and if any way I can honestly help them, please don't hesitate. And I really, truly mean that. And, and it is, you know, Keith, it has happened, I want to say at least four times where that student athlete went to a, another school and it didn't work out and they have called me. 
okay, to either help them move on to their next spot or come oh, where, where I am. And it's all because I try to touch and have relationships with that circle of influence that's on an honest level, okay, and that's on a transparent level. So I, I think that if, if we can continue to do that, you know, as, as human beings, you know, things will be much, so much better. So much easier. One other thing that I think that struck me in that D1 rap race when we were going through and meeting coaches and seeing things and learning new things, like you said, some coaches like yourself, straight up. Then you have other coaches, not so. Again, it's about winning. I get that. Um, but the question really is about humility. I think I learned I learned that through the process. Had to be humble. Um, sometimes you might hear some things that are the truth that might hit you in the gut. Yeah. You know, sometimes some, you know, you might think what your package is is much bigger than the next one. But uh, like I said, I think the transition in the corporate America, what I did see was humility is needed. You know, sometimes people are going to challenge you. Sometimes you're right and the next person is wrong. But how does humility play with you in, in your role in coaching? Yeah. You know what? Again, it goes back to scripture, you know, and, 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 and God says in his word, you know, he who humbles himself shall be exalted. And he who exalts himself shall be humbled. And uh, I've always wanted to be uh, exalted, you know. So I've, I've humbled myself to understand, you know, uh, who I am and whose I am, you know. Um, so knowing that, I'm at, at peace with 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 myself, you know. Um, and I know that, you know, when I try to 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 lead as a coach and, and in my coaching career is always try to be as humble as I possibly can. My wife says my humility is probably uh, uh, my stumbling block, um, but I, I'm I, I I don't think so because I think that you know, I'm I'm serving the Lord you know where I am and you know being humble is a part of being about being secure. You know one thing I used to do all the time you know Keith is uh, and I still to this day do is tell my players about being this secure versus being insecure. You know, okay. so, and here's an example, you know, uh, Keith is a two guard, Kevin is a two guard, you know, okay. and, and we're both going for that, that starting two guard spot, but we're in a shooting drill, you know, and I'm the passer and you're shooting first and then we have a rebounder. I'm going to ask you, um, where do you like the ball? Do you want it up on your shoulders? Do you want it low? You know, where do you want the ball? Because I'm going to put it, put, I'm going to put on time, on target every time because we're in a competition and then you go up there and you make eight straight. Okay. And now it's my turn. And then I'm going to ask you, then I'm going to tell you where I want the, the ball because I am expecting you now to throw me the ball where, uh, where I'd your like to. Your pocket, your yeah, shot pocket. pocket. Because if I'm going to beat you, okay, I want to beat you at your best. I don't want to beat you because I threw the ball behind your head, down at your feet, Gosh. and then you only made five, you know, made five shots, okay, you know, and then I go up there and I make 10. You know, I beat you, um, but I didn't beat you at your best. You know, uh -huh. and I don't make you your best. And a part of that is being secure in who you are. Without being arrogant. When I was in uh, um, uh, Montverde, I used to invite uh, all the coaches in the area to come over and bring their players to work out with our players. And one day, one of my players said, Coach, why do you invite all these teams over? We play them. And I said, because I want you to see in me what security, what being secure is. Okay. I don't care if they come and work out with us. I don't care if they get better working out with us. I want you to be secure in who you are, okay? That yeah. you don't mind that them they, they, they come in here, okay? And that they get better, okay? And that when we play them, they may beat us. And that's okay. 
Okay, but let me just tell you, this is about being showing. I'm I'm sending a message to every coach in this area that I, I, I'm not scared. I'm not worried. You can come in, <laughs> and it is what it is. You can come yeah. and see. It. This is what we're going to bring to you. This, this is what it is, you know. And but it's about being secure versus being insecure without the ego piece. I never, I never had to run around and tell people you know, that you who you are. Exactly, my man, my man. So. And just what you said, you don't have to run around and tell people that because you kind of came up, you earned it. What do you tell the next striving Division One basketball coach or any basketball coach, high school basketball, um, or any person looking at leadership in their, their company? What will you tell them as far as how do I start? What, what, you know, what, what should I be doing to kind of transition myself into leading people? Yeah, you, you know that's that's a that's a great question, and you 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 use one of the words that that I, I that I use all the time, you know, um, and that word is striving, you know. So you know, I'm sure you've already received a text from me, that, and I always say this, and, and I say keep striving. Yes, you do. And keep serving. Okay, keep sharing, you know, and then eventually you're going to keep soaring. Uh, and so I say to, to the next generation, uh, you know, coaches and leaders, you know, to coming up to uh, do the hard work of uh, introspection. Look at who you, look at who you are, um, and start to define who you are through a, a vision statement, a value statement, and a mission statement. And then when you come to doing the hard work and understanding who you are, guess what? You're going to be so much better off because now, when you become those things, people are going to gravitate to you. They're going to gotcha. know who what you're about and what you stand for, you know? And so then you're gonna to start to attract those type of student athletes and people, okay, to you. Um, yes. But it starts with you understanding who you are. And then the second thing that I would say to, uh, to, the, to the next generation, and I do all the time is, yes, love this game. I absolutely love this game of basketball. This, this game of basketball has taken me uh, around this world. I mean, it, it's taken, and I, I know it sounds like a cliche, but, but it's real. I, I know what you mean. The same thing with technology for me. Yeah. I've been to countries that I've probably never would have dreamed of. No way. I mean, and so it's taken me around the world. And I've loved this game and I've loved it back, you know, and it's loved me back. Mm. Um, but it's also a business. And the, 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 the earlier that you start to understand that it is a business, then you, as, as you continue to navigate your career, you can start to make a business decisions Decision. versus <laughs> emotional decisions. You um, got it. And, and that's important. And then, you know, lastly is like uh, uh, that I, I say all the time, you know, to, to the next generation of coaches is uh, uh, start to look at people um, in their programs and how they run their programs and start to study them because they got you got so much information at, at our disposal now and start to study them not just the wins and losses but start to study you know successful people uh, and then take from those successful people uh those things that can help you and discard everything else um and then you start to formulate who you are and you'll become the best version of yourself and the next thing you know people will want to be studying you there you go, man. Y'all got the dime from him. Hey, look, coach, as we wrap up real quick, I know we talked about this with recruiting uh, and just, you know, they got to put themselves out there. Is it any specific like applications? Is it just YouTube? Is it huddle? I know the huddle with the, the high school coaches that gives you guys game access. Is it kind of anything you recommend out there that, hey, if you can put your stuff here, you know, 
it'll probably get some get more traction in other places or is it just again about self-promotion yeah it, it, it's it's um it, it's, you got to put it in all those different spaces to be honest with you because there's so many different spaces you know right now you know keith and and some universities have have more money than others so true, true. um and so some universities aren't going to be able to uh, to access certain spots. So you want you want to be really careful um, to just put it just at just where Huddle is or just over here. You know, right. being making an assumption that all colleges have access to it. Not all of them do. So you want to try to put yourself in you know different spaces, much like you and much like myself as adults when we're trying to. Um, promote what we're doing. I, I, I do a, I mean, I do a, a, a Zoom called Living Trophies Master Zoom class, you know, so I'll put that information out on Twitter. I'll put that information out on LinkedIn. I'll put it out on IG, you know, yeah. um, but so you got to try to put it out in different areas. And so, uh, so you can attract different types of, you know, people yeah. and give yourself as many opportunities as you possibly can. Um, mm -hmm. And the one thing you just said about self-promotion, and you know this to be true, there's a huge difference between uh, branding yourself mm -hmm. and self-promotion. <laughs> you know? and, and so one is authentic and, and one is, 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 is just that, it's self-promotion. Promotion. <laughs> self marketing and branding yourself in such a way, it's like, this is who I am, this is what, I, what do. I do, and yep. this is what I do. Um, and then you're you're going to start to attract that level of school and, and that type of school and that type of coach, and then the relationship will be a little bit more authentic and organic. Uh -huh. so when, when you do the self promotion, you know, piece where I'm just trying to get it out there and just trying to get you know, how many likes and all that other type of that like type of stuff, then it just people starts, don't really take you seriously. Yeah, right. They don't take you seriously, and they, it starts to devalue your message. Gotcha. Got you. And one thing you said in there, the, uh, the living trophies piece um, at Trip Talk Tech, we philanthropic as well. Um, but I know that's your overall vision, your living trophies. Can you talk about that a little bit? Uh, what that means to you? Uh, just I, I've read a lot on it. I mean, you got a lot of living, living uh, testimonies out there. Man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know what? You know what? Keith? It's uh, it's been just tremendous. Um, it's helped me understand, you know, what my why is and why I do what I do and mm -hmm. why you know, the Lord has blessed me with the talents that he's blessed me with. Um, you know, one year in that Montverde, we went 30 and 0 and we won a national championship and we had 15 players, you know, 10, 10 varsity players and five uh, players from the JV. So 15 total players on that team. Right. And um, they embodied everything um that all my years of experience of what I, my dream of what a team was supposed to be, they, they got along really well. They came from several different countries. They were, they were, they were serious students. They weren't all rocket scientists. Some of them were, but some were, they were, serious. <laughs> some were. you know, some, some were, they were serious student athletes and they all had dreams and they all had you know goals and aspirations. And every day they worked towards it and they started living it out. And that particular year, yes, we won 30 games and we were undefeated, but we were undefeated whether we were 0 30 with that you know, particular team. And, and it really solidified what our program was about. So after winning that, that last game, a, a reporter came to me and said, you know, in one word, can you describe this team? And I said, no, I, I can't describe this team in one word, but I, I will describe this team in, in one, one term. It's living trophies. And to me, uh, a living trophy is a a person who is accepted what you as the leader and as a coach 
you know, all that you have poured into them. You have listened to their dreams. You've been that ladle that 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 positively poured into their their buckets and filled their buckets up, and you've impacted their lives in such a way um, through this game of basketball and through what, whatever platform that you may have. You know, a living trophy is a byproduct of of, of a trusted relationship um, where student athletes you know trust you to to impact their lives and they've allowed you to impact their lives, and then they be, they go off and become. Uh, everything that they, they they would hope that they could become a father, a successful businessman, you know, a professional athlete, a scientist, you know, um, go to Harvard University. And so a living trophy is, is a student athlete or person that you serve um, that has allowed you as their leader to impact their lives in a positive way. Because we all want to win trophies. And when we do, we take those trophies and we put them in a trophy case. And then five years or 10 years later, we bring that trophy out of the trophy case and we reenact that picture. Well, that trophy is 10 years of dust. But when you take the opportunity to be a ladle that pours into the, to the dreams and hopes and, um, and aspirations of our student athletes, mm-hmm. they become living trophies. And like you said, not only your living trophies, but your living testimonies. And I'm so honored and so blessed to have had the opportunity to um, impact as many lives as I have had through this game of basketball and continue to have through this game of basketball. And yes, living trophies is something that is so uh, important to me. And like I said, I, 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 everything I, I try to do in this game is uh, impact as many lives as I can, you know, uh, and create those living trophies. Oh, man. Hey, look, Coach, it's been about everybody that you've helped and touched, including myself. So I got to ask you a mental health question. What do you do for Coach Kevin, man? You always seem to, like your wife said, you seem to just be so humble when you do and do and do and do and do and do. How do you feel yourself? How do you put back into yourself? Yeah, you know what? I I, uh, um, I do pour back into myself. Um, and, and I'll say this, Keith. Um, we hear it every time that you're on an airplane. It says, if this airplane is going to go down, in case of emergency, if this airplane is going to go down, put the uh, oxygen mask on yourself. Okay, before you help others. So yeah, yeah. I, I, do, I, I do selfishly take the time to to pour into myself because I, I can't help anybody else if I don't. And and this is what I do. You know, I, I, I spend time with the Lord as much as I possibly can, you know, mm-hmm. meditate in the morning. Um, certainly when I first get up, um, you know, do my Bible studies, do my devotionals, uh, love listening to, to spirituals and, you know, and, and gospels. And, and I listen to a lot of podcasts not just religious podcasts, but the different types of podcasts, uh, mm-hmm. leadership, spiritual. Um, now I'm on, I really am into the mental health piece now. Um, I am too, I, man. People don't get it, man. But it, yeah. I think we've been stigmatized as men yes. to look at that as weak. But I, I find so much more about myself internally. Yes. And isn't, and, 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 and it's, and it's, and it's really good. You know, the good and, you know, when you 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 look inside yourself and you you find some things uh, that you need to work on and some other things that you're doing pretty well, you know, it, it gives you balance. You know, and once you can have that balance, you know, uh, then you're able to serve other people, you know, and that's what I want to do. And one thing that I, I, I try to do is I try to on a daily basis is, is give people hope. And I use hope as an acronym or help other people excel. Um, so that's what I, I try to do. And, and when I pour into other people, um, it's interesting. That, that, yeah, it comes back so much more. Um, yeah. So I started to, to study that and I started to, 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 to really look into that. And you, you mentioned this and I want to say this to your audience. You know, there is a stigma and it's been perpetuated that one, 
black and the African-American people of minorities, they don't mm -hmm. go, they don't seek help. Males, they don't seek help. Athletes, they don't seek help. Don't seek help. Because no. in those, and in, in you and I, we fall into all three of those categories. <laughs> so, you know. Um, <laughs> so for us to go get help, and, and, and that's a great yeah. point you just made. If you're fighting with that mentally to go over that hump, it is, like you said, if you're any of those three things, you're probably going to say no. The initial reaction is to say, forget it. Yeah. But fight that like you would anything else and just take the first step. Because I, to your point, you'll have that routine. I do a lot of the same things in the morning, like meditation, workout, all before six or seven o'clock. Yeah. But the confidence you get inside, it will change your life in so many different ways. It, it really will. It really, truly will. And, and if, if I share nothing else with your audience, I, I'd like to share that piece that, you know, uh, there's foolish pride in this world, so don't have it. <laughs> Good point, Coach. All right, man, as we wind down, we ask everyone, everyone this question on our show. And you've coached at a lot of schools. I mean, you've won championships, so I know you're saying hack of tennis shoes, but what are your favorite shoes, Coach? You, you, you got to have a favorite. And I know you play, so we can go back to the Chuck Taylors. We can yeah. <laughs> all time, Coach. Now, I know yeah. you was in, in Pete, up in that Potomac Valley area. So. Yeah, you know what, Keith? I mean, yeah, I, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a sneaker here to, to, to the end. You know, I, I'm a sneaker here to, to, to the end, man. I, I, and it's funny you said that, man. I, I remember vividly, man. My, my, I'm with an Adidas school right now. I've been a Nike guy all my life. I'm with Adidas school right now. And I remember in sixth grade, my cousin Tommy Amerker and I, uh, we ran down to uh, Samson Sporting Goods. And, 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 okay. Okay, and we got our thirty dollars together. I got a blue pair of uh, uh, shell toe Adidas. Okay, oh, okay. yeah, and, and TA got a and TA got a red pair of shell toe uh, uh, Adidas, man. And you would have thought, man, we 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 were we yeah. But my all my all time all time favorite shoes, okay, uh, Nike Air Force Ones, man. Just the the ones. I mean, you okay. just, yeah. You know, you know they just they timeless, they classic, and like I said, I'm 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 with an Adidas school right now, so we rock a lot of Stan Smiths, you know, yeah, um, yeah. which is which is tight. But I'm telling you right now, those those <laughs> like, you, know, <laughs> you know, hey, hey, hey Keith, hey, hey, your audience, I might be dating myself, but your audience got to got to understand, man. Oh, they know and see a lot of, and you know, my a lot of our audience is from Baltimore, so I know we all yeah. did, but Baltimore. Yeah. Especially, you know, the, the Air Force Ones, that's special in our heart. They, yeah. they came from Baltimore, so, you know, we they, all the time. They, keep, they, know, they, 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 they know that when you put that George Gervin poster up on their wall with him sitting on the ice cubes. Like, <laughs> 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 all right, I see, I see, I see. <laughs> Thank you, man. I, I know in season. Um, I really do appreciate you taking your time, man, dropping these jewels on us today. Um, also, for me, I know you weren't asking, and I'm not saying you're looking for any kind of job change, but I'm telling you, your Dells, your Microsofts, your Cisco's, all you guys doing all these leadership training, you're missing the boat. I get it. Stephen Covey, he's cool, but I'm trying to tell you. You need somebody that you can touch, that you can feel, somebody that's a winner, that's proven, and uh, it's what he do. 
Yeah, I appreciate you, Coach. Hey, man, I know that the audience is going to love this one. I'm yeah. excited. Good luck tonight against Davidson. Appreciate, appreciate it. Coach, stay in contact. I definitely uh, just we, – we're going to promote the Living Trophies. You're going to see all of the information up on the site uh, and on the video. I thank you, Coach. All we right, have man. a good – You be blessed, brother. Appreciate you. You too, bro. All right.